All right, we're doing highbrow a little bit differently today. Um, we are gonna look at a real review um, from theatlantic.com on the second season of Daredevil. Uh, I'll read you the uh, intro to it in a section, but then I'm actually going to have an expert come on uh, who has the similar feelings and is going to help us get into the mindset of the person who wrote this review and kind of help us understand what they were thinking and why they have these feelings about it. So this is how it starts. What is Daredevil really? Is it a superhero show? Is it bloody torture porn? Is it a complex metaphor about religious guilt, Catholicism, and the impulse to save others by persuading them of their inner morality? Is it a lesser entry in the Marvel franchise, weighed down by thudding, pacing, unconscionably wooden dialogue, an unimaginative concept, and one-dimensional characters? You might ask yourself these questions while watching season two, which was released in its entirety on Netflix Friday. Okay, so obviously we can tell this is a negative review. This person didn't have a lot of high feelings towards it, which is complete mystery to myself and Corey. So uh, hopefully our guest today is going to help us figure out uh, where this came from. He is an expert. He's been, uh, he is a renowned film critic, and he's been uh, reviewing films for quite some time. Uh, Reginald Wobbleneck. <laughs> Reginald, welcome to the show. Yes. Well, well, thank you. I uh, I usually don't do shows of this low esteem, but uh, but uh, thought I'd do that today. Um. <laughs> so I see this lady had a few things to say about season two. I I must say I agree with her. All right. All right. So what it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like <laughs> we might have to restart. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see this giant fat neck wobbling. <laughs> yeah, original wobble neck. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, all right. So Reginald, uh, tell us why, why so negative. What did you not like about the movie? Well, what I didn't like about the show, not a movie. Thank it's you. a show. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, well, just like uh, this person said on the Atlantic dot. Com? Com. 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 Dot com. It looks like she said it was less inspired than Jessica Jones, which I would have to agree that, uh... Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Reginald, um, this is clearly a negative review, and I, I, you know, I have it on good authority that you agree this the second season of... Uh, Daredevil was not good enough. Um, what specifically? So this uh, this reviewer, this critic, she she brought up that she felt it was slightly sexist because it was very heavy in violence and very light in sexuality. Uh, uh, would you be you know? Would you agree with that? Well, well, yes, I would, actually. Um, so I'm just going to refer to this review and give you a couple snippets of it. Okay. Uh, 
the, she says that Daredevil is much less inspired than Jessica Jones, which I would have to agree. Um, Jessica Jones was a gloomy detective show with powers thrown in, uh, exploring issues like the meaning of consent, the effects of post-traumatic stress disorder, and the dynamics of power in same-sex relationships. Uh, that's, that's what the review says. Daredevil, by contrast is about a man with a savior complex who wrestles with the morality of violence which the show portrays in gruesome, prolonged, visceral ways. In other words, it's most superhero dramas but clunkier, albeit with explicit, often fascinating nods to theology thrown into the mix. So it's mostly just a bloodbath and nothing more. Well, something that I'm confused by in this review is... Is you guys seem to be bringing up like Catholicism and religion, but that was seemed like a very underplayed, very small part of the series to me, both season one and season two. Where, uh, where do you get off? No, they they <laughs> lorded around all the time. Matt Murdock is carrying around a Bible. This this seems to me like you they're, guys they're in are in a court. Very... They're in a court, and he has a Bible for some reason. I think you share with the author of this review a strange aversion to all things religious and the very small amount of Catholicism that is brought in and used to enhance the character of Daredevil, you're for some reason really put off by that. Well, you know, well, she says there's more. There's more to it. Um, She also writes cartoonish violence uh, suffused the first season and continues to define the second if Netflix has a single problem with its dramas, is that they pad out 30 minutes of television into 50 minutes. On Daredevil, this means that fight scenes become feats of endurance, forcing the audience to watch a vulnerable human hero being pulverized over and over again. That's one of the greatest things about Daredevil. What, in, seeing him get entirety. all tired while he fights? This is a human superhero. He is connect. We can, under, we can connect with the character. He's so tired. You might as well. It's almost like he's ready to take a nap. And wouldn't fighting. wouldn't you be? Wouldn't I be tired after a big large fight? I feel like that adds realism. Jessica sure. Jones wasn't tired. Jessica Jones has superhuman strength, but she was. She was overwhelmed. She was constantly <clears throat> getting drunk. And I, if anything, Daredevil is an example of a superhero dealing with difficult problems in a healthier way. Well, what about this? Jessica Jones is open and apologetic about its character's sexual encounters. Daredevil is painfully chased. A kiss in a rainstorm is visualized as an adolescent hearts and flowers fantasy, while a flashback scene of Matt making love to his college girlfriend consists almost entirely of shots of Elektra shaking her hair in circles. Part of the problem is Matt's lack of chemistry with his love interest, Karen Page, but it's also the fact that the only kind of lust the show is compelled to explore or act upon involves blood. I agree. Too much blood, not enough sexual encounters for Matt Murdock. Uh, there was romance. There was great romance. It was real romance. Not all romance is sexually infused, but they even showed that part of romance with that flashback. They showed that sometimes love can be very sexual. Sometimes it's not sexual at all. Much more healthier relationships start with a love and respect for each other as people because you can communicate. And that kind of kiss adds so much and it's so exciting in a real relationship. Reginald, this sounds to me like you have no experience with actual relationships and just want to see sex portrayed in a television show. Well... She also says, 
That's not. That's part of my personal life. I don't care to talk about. Jessica Jones, by contrast, owes its psychological richness and narrative depth to its creator, Melissa Rosenberg, who spent much of her career fighting what she describes as a boys' club mentality in TV writing rooms. What's clear from watching Daredevil is the mentality isn't just bad for women; it's bad for television. Okay. Uh... I have a lot to say about this, Reginald, and I know this probably isn't mostly your fault, but feminists like this give feminism a bad name. You don't just bring feminism into this kind of conversation. Daredevil 2 doesn't even mention anything of the sort. It's not sexist. It doesn't even speak on the issues about that. I don't know why she has to is forced to like compare this with Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was good, and Jessica Jones did hit on the issue much more than Daredevil does. Daredevil doesn't. Now, just because you don't mention feminism in a movie doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because men's bathrooms are the same size as women's bathrooms doesn't mean that men hate women. It means that we're ignorant and we don't mention, we don't think about the fact that women sometimes need a larger bathroom. In the same sense, when you make a movie. Just because you don't bring up constantly issues with women and and um, relation, I, there's nothing in this show that's sexist. Nothing. Pish posh, sir, and I say pish posh. <laughs> I I am just so tired from this conversation. Not like a superhero is, but I'm quite tired, and I'm not going to take this conversation anymore. I'm leaving, sir. I'm leaving. Um, uh, looks like Reginald just stormed out. Dude, Chris, what's going on? I heard Reginald leave. Uh, I, I might have upset him a little bit. He just kind of stormed out. Yeah, were you guys talking about Daredevil season yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, we were getting it's a lot ridiculous. of good discussion done. It's like the whole review is written by someone who just really liked watching Jessica Jones. Right. They <laughs> wanted to compare it's like, it's entirely like They enjoyed shows. Jessica Jones so much that they weren't willing to commit to Daredevil and just brought Jessica Jones up needlessly constantly. And with the whole, like, sexuality with the show, I mean, that's a big part of Jessica's character. Right. In the comics, which these are based off of. Yes. Daredevil comics isn't about the relationship and stylings of Matt Murdock. Plus the character... It's about Jessica Jones trying to be a human and blend in while being a detective because she doesn't want to be a human. Yes, and the character of Matt Murdock is a Catholic. They're not preaching Catholicism. This is no. something Something that makes his character deeper, and it's something that a lot of people can connect and with. And that's a major thing about season two, is because he's fighting that Catholicism and that Catholic guilt of wanting to do the right thing, but knows he kind of has to do the bad thing to do the right thing. Right. And then the Punisher comes in and makes him question his whole morality in the job that he's doing. And that's the whole thing. I think a lot of people, well, at least the person who seems to have written this review, and Reginald freaking Wobbleneck, was looking at this as if morality and traditional Catholicism are, are poles upon us that we should reject and shouldn't like, and that's something that we need to fight. I think it's a much more interesting story. If you look at it is, yeah, we should be, want to be good. We should work towards, uh, you know, morality and being good people and not killing people. I agree with Daredevil in his, in his methods, you know, in, yeah. in his methodology to stay, have integrity in yeah. his vigilantism. And it's such a great season and one of the best comic book shows, movies I've ever seen. I'm a huge Daredevil fan and it's fantastic. This is special and it does something different that we haven't seen in a long time does it really well. I like Jessica Jones a lot. In fact, I think I like the first season a little bit better than the first season of Daredevil. And I'm pretty sure I've said that yeah. before. But the second season of Daredevil wipes it out. Yeah. The second season of Daredevil is incredible. It's better than Jessica Jones. I'm not saying that Jessica Jones isn't going to get better as yeah. well. 
But it, it's incredible. It's really, really good. Um, and you know what? Theatlantic.com, screw them. They're pissing me off. Screw Reginald. I hate that guy. Yeah, that guy's I, I look at his face and I just get so angry with it, the way that he looks personally. <laughs> He's a hideous human and I hate the way he looks. I thought he was kind of a... I, he looked like he could be my friend. I just didn't like that he didn't have any good reasons to believe what he believed. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to jump into scene selections. Ooh. Some new intro music. Yeah. Oh. Alright, so some new intro music. I don't know what manic child voice I was. <laughs> Conjuring during that. Do not apologize for that music. It's incredible. (laughs) It's so weird. All right, this is top five villains we love to hate. I repeat, top five villains we love to hate. These are villains that we hate, and we love to hate them. Yes. All right. Do you want to go start with some honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. I feel like you usually go first when we do scene selection. Uh, Yeah, go for it. You go for it. All right. One of my uh, honorable mentions is Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh, of course. No, this isn't from a movie, but I don't think we necessarily... Honorable mention? I really feel like... He, well, we could go TV or movies. That's fine. Okay, but yeah. I, I thought for sure he'd wind up Joffrey in someone's would be top five. Um, yeah, I hate Joffrey, uh, and I love to hate him mostly because he's written very cruel. He's written obviously as someone that you're intended to hate. Yeah. Um, but this guy has no redeeming values, and he is really fun to hate him. Everything he stands for, I disagree with, and so I love to hate him. Not now this, but this doesn't get as personal as some of these other answers do. Um, uh, and and that's the reason why Joffrey is a made-up character in another world. Yeah. And so because even though he's cruel and I hate him, it doesn't impact me on like the yeah. you know like growing up and being bullied when I was a kid kind of feelings. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I think that's why he stayed out of the top five for me. Yeah. Uh, do you got an honorable mention? I, I do. I got a couple. Uh, yes. Russell Edgington from uh, True Blood. Um, Crowley from Supernatural. He's a great villain. Very yes. smarmy. And yeah. he's really relatable. You really like him, but he's yeah. also a terrible Yeah, yeah, person. that was... Oh, I'm so glad you said that because that was a big part of me. I feel like villains that you love to hate are villains that you actually like. Yeah. You know? And so that um, brings... Like, that's an important thing. Yeah, it's like there's I, a charm to the villain and that's why it's so much fun to hate them. I had a couple more. From the show Alias Sark. Uh, there's a uh, character see, named never Sark. Actually, I need to see Alias. It's pretty good. It gets weird, but it's uh, it's pretty good. There's a character Sark that you just really love the guy and then you wind up hating him. Um, Boyd Crowder from Justified. He's a really cool character in that kind of like modern western show and he's just... Uh, I got Michael Myers from Halloween. Nice. Uh, that was one of my honorable mentions. Uh, just because he's he's invincible and that really just pisses me off. It's like, <laughs> why can't he die? Come on. Plus, he could have been so much more, but instead mm. he's just a guy wearing a, a freaky mask. Yeah. And so part of the reason I hate him is, yes, he's a serial killer. Yes, he can't die, and that makes me really angry and makes me love to hate him. Yeah. But also, like, he could have been a better character. And that's yeah. also kind of frustrating, like a whole other level of just like, oh, yeah. I love hating you because you could have been so much more, Michael Myers. Yeah. Instead, you just have a scary mask. All right, so what's your number five? My number five is Biff. From Back to the Future. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. This guy is just a little prick. You know, he's a bully. (laughs) He brings you back to when you were in grade school and some guy was pushing you around. Mm. And you just 
Everyone loves to hate them. Yeah. Every, even a guy who was a bully when he was a kid hates other bullies. Yeah. Everybody hates bullies. Um, this guy is a quintessential bully. Um, it's really satisfying to see him get his recom like, like for him to be compensated, you know, and and to be like humbled later in the movie. Also, um, it's something where. <clears throat> Uh, Biff, he's also likable. Like, there's a weird charmingness to yeah. his character. So, as when he becomes more of a good guy, you really like him. Um, but he's still got this like slithery, just like you know, uh, you know, he's an evil guy. Yeah. Uh, one of the honorable mentions I forgot to mention was Draco Malfoy. Oh He's yeah. got that same oh, kind I of just like that yeah, just like uh, you know. Like I would have no issue as an adult punching a child if it was Draco Malfoy. So that just right. hits you right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But that just hits you right in the soul, you yeah. know? Like, this guy is bringing other people down to make himself feel better. And that ultimately is what we hate. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I'm realizing, looking at my list, I chose all TV villains. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think probably because, you know, you get more time with them throughout seasons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And my number five is not technically a villain, but they make him a villain in the show and then at first, you totally don't mind the person, but then towards the end, you're like, yeah, I hate this guy too. <laughs> like, uh, Toby from The Office. Really? Yeah. I, I put him on my top wow. five because it starts out, and he's just the innocent HR guy, but Michael hates him. Hates his, With him, such yeah, a passion. So much. To the point where, like, later on in the seasons, like, he'll be there, and you're just like, oh, friggin' Toby. <laughs> like, like, he's one villain that... Like, in that show, in an office setting, that Michael sees him as the ultimate evil. And one of my favorite lines is when he's like, if I had, if I had two bullets, and it was Osama Bin Laden, Adolf Hitler, and Toby Flinderson in a room, I'd shoot Toby twice. <laughs> one of my favorite, of my favorite lines is, I hate so much about the things you choose to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I'm surprised by that, because actually, uh, my friend and I were talking about how, like, uh, we joined a Facebook group called Hugs for Toby. Oh. Like, because I really feel bad for Toby. Yeah. Like, Toby, you I feel like... You out, but then he starts doing weird but things Michael, with Pam. He and... does get a little weird, but he's just a really sad, pathetic guy. Yeah, he is. And I... That kind of hits my sympathy nerve more than my yeah. hate nerve. Plus, Michael Scott is stupid enough that I'm not, like, totally on board with his... But it does help to hate Toby when Holly comes around and you see, like, yeah. what a positive person in that position could do. Yeah. And Toby just doesn't have, like, the skills to deal with it. And so he can't, like, you can see in Holly, she's actually very successful in that position. Whereas Toby just doesn't have the skills yeah. to work with Michael. And so he doesn't get anything done. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a funny answer. So four. Definitely hateable. Um, all right. So my number four is Umbridge. From Harry Potter. Oh! She's the one who carves into his hand. Ew. Now, this goes a little that, bit further. That was so because dark how they did that in the film. Uh, um, with the carving in the hands. It yeah. was so good how yeah. they made They, that they the visualized film. it well, and it was going to be really difficult to do. Because in the book, it was so powerful. Yeah. But that's part of why she's on there. I really hated her in the book. And so seeing yeah. her in the movie just makes you... I think they cast her really well. I feel like she yeah. just looks like the kind of woman you want to hate. Yeah, and I, her I face mean, while he's doing it, where she's just kind of like... Very happy and smug. Yeah. And very just like... Very holier than it, thou. It which looks is like an she's kind that of really concerned and feels kind of bad about it, but because he's a bad kid and he's getting what he deserves. She feels like, so justified, yeah. but there's that hubris there. There's that cruelty there. Um, but there's also this exemplifies another thing that people that we can all plates. hate, which is a person in authority 
and older than you. Yeah. Like as a kid, that really drums you back to when those feelings were more sensitive. Yeah. But even a boss, just a bad boss would be a similar feeling of just this person's taking advantage of the authority that they have but don't deserve. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so mine, again, all from TV shows. Number four, uh, Siler from Heroes. Because you, you, oh, I love Siler. I know because yeah. he was so evil in the first few seasons, yeah. like cutting people's heads open, doing all yeah. this dark stuff, and you're just like, whoa, this guy, he's really cool, really like you charismatic. You respect him, and you, it makes you hate him a little more. Yeah, yeah, like he does really terrible things, and then he kind of goes on the side of good, doing good things, but you're still kind of like those past things you did, but you grow to like love his complexity. He makes such a great hero because he made such a great villain. Yeah. And it's great to see Zachary uh, Quinto or whatever Quinto, Quinto, yeah. uh, in, in like the um, more involved in yeah. like he's in the Star Trek movies and I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I liked him a lot in Heroes, so I'm excited to see yeah. his career take off a it was little exceptional. bit. exceptional. Yeah, but yes, he is definitely a great hero to love to hate. That was a good answer. I'm really glad you did mostly TV shows. I just kind of I tried to actually stick to movies more, yeah. but it gives this more. Yeah, it gives it more variety. Yeah. and we uh, won't double cross. Yeah, this is number three for me. Okay, Emperor Palpatine, also known as Darth Sidious. Uh, I I just got to get this out of my system real quick. Okay. What? I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> I can't. Good. Hold it. Okay. Right, this guy so. mostly because he's so <laughs> ugly. But also part of his way of he he is trying to drive a wrench into every relationship around. He uh, wants he thrives on war. He he thrives on discontent. He is he satisfies himself by making other people's relationships terrible, and that is a terrible terrible person. And he has the same hairdresser as the bad guy in Billy Madison. So that, <laughs> but he. But the way he looks adds to it as well. Makes me really love to hate him. Also, that actor is incredible. Yeah. And the way he performs him, it's just you believe that he's filled with this hate. And he loves it. And he's just, yeah. oh, yeah, the dark side. And it's like, what are you? There, oh. He does get really Looney Tunes in a few scenes where he's battling and he's making crazy faces. But I think what helps in that is seeing the Emperor in the original trilogy yes. and seeing all the terrible things he's doing and now he's trying to manipulate and, and Skywalker. Honestly, when I so think of the Emperor, I'm, I'm talking, like, you get the most yeah. Emperor out of, like, Empire Strikes yeah. Back and Return, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi when he's yeah. talking to Luke, trying to turn him. It's a yeah. great moment. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're at three. Yes. Uh, for me, it's from The Walking Dead, The Governor. I oh, hated yeah, the, the governor. governor. Oh my god! So much. Like oh, every yeah. time he was on screen, I wanted to punch him in his face. Like he was so great because at first you're like, okay, I feel like I kind of need to trust this guy, but yeah. there's something about him I just don't like yeah. it. And then he just gets worse and then worse, and the whole time you're like, I can't wait for this guy to die. Like your life becomes consumed watching that show, just waiting for his end. Like. And then my favorite is when he comes out with like the big beard and he looks like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> like the sound clip from the end is like, milk was a bad choice. Yeah. He's got like that crazy beard. It, that makes me laugh. Uh, but, uh, he, he, um, he's got that, con that well-known 
story arc. Yeah. Kind of similar to like Breaking Bad where you see him, the power drives him crazy. Yeah. But also, uh, so I'm sensitive to that way. plight because I've been in a position before where I, I was receiving so much respect and praise that it really started to go to my head. So I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, that's a really easy person to hate. And he starts out wanting the best for people and becomes manipulative and evil. Yeah. And He starts out with a good motive, but he gets involved in it. And uh, yeah, I've experienced the same thing too. Like people were always coming up to me saying, you're so great, Corey. You're so awesome, and it's starting to get to my head. And so I had them all killed. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I came around, though. I'm not. I'm saying that that's something that's relatable, and that's that's what we that's what television and movies are for. That's what I, I, get, you, I for. get you. I get you. And uh, anyhow, so number two. Yeah, number two. This is really this this ha- could definitely deserve a number one. But I found that I don't hate him. I love to hate him, but I don't. The hate isn't strong enough to huh. take my number one, and that's Scar from Lion King. Ah, uh, that's a good one. We've talked about Scar before. I love Scar. Um, he is the he is the baddest Disney villain. First of all, he's an uncle. Second of all, he killed with his own hands. Yep. Uh, third of all, he mani- so he's manipulative and evil, but manipulative and evil from inside the family. Yeah. With his own nephew, his nephew needs his support. Premeditated and he is, successful yes, murder. Yes, and and he is a very he's he's smart enough to be dangerous. Yeah, uh, he's evil. He sides with the hyenas, and the hyenas are—they don't even deserve to be friends with the lions. The lions dwell on yep. a higher plane. And there's you know? the whole Hitler. Yes, yes, yes. Too. Oh my gosh! Right. If you want to, if you love to hate Hitler, you love to hate Scar. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's just—he's just a bad guy all around. <laughs> we need to make a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> <laughs> That is t-shirt worthy. If you love to hate Hitler, you love to hate Scar. Oh, man. So that's number two My new favorite film not quote, hands down. What's your number two? Oh, my God. Okay, number two, Joe Carroll from the show uh, The Following with oh, Kevin yeah. Bacon. That, he's so charismatic and yeah. he has all of these devoted followers. And you really kind of like the guy because he's charming and yeah. all that. But he's so crazy. See, You're yes. just like... Holy crap, this guy's super messed up and making these people do all these things and people are letting him kill them as right. like a sacrifice to be like his first kill since out of prison. And he is just so crazy and you want him to go down, but at the same time you're like, ooh, like, do stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, this is probably an honorable mention, but I'm just going to throw it in there because that kind of reminds me. So something that really exemplifies a villain I love to hate is someone who's charming enough that you want to like them and that quickly turns into how dare you make me want to like you when yeah. you're so evil and that you really love to hate him. So another character like that is, uh, uh, what's his name? Dokes, I think, from Dexter. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's funny because Dexter, he's like killing people and so you kind of don't want to root for him. Yeah. But then you got Dokes and he is just like such a jerk and yeah. like you just really love to hate him. Anyhow, uh, so number one, number one, uh, you're really gonna like this one. Uh, this is Mrs. Carmody is her name. She's from the Mist. She's the religious oh. fanatic lady who goes oh. mad and <laughs> is convinced that it's the end times and like controls everybody. I was shouting at the and TV. manipulates them. Okay, I so was so mad at her. <laughs> I, I I grew up in the crazy. church and I am still a faithful man. All right, which makes me very different than a lot of people. Um, but you may think that I, 
This is what oh, I think. I think people who didn't grow up in the church watch movies like this and think that everyone who went to church is like that. And that's one of the reasons I hate her so much. Yeah. Is because I just view this as like people being like, yeah, that's how Christians act or something. It's not. She's crazy. She's evil. She's so evil. Yeah. And she's a, a new type of evil, a, a type of evil who uses um, the healthy position in all of us to yeah. want to be good against them and uses it for her own advantage it's like people it's like bible salesmen it's it's tbs uh like um people who get rich off of people's weaknesses yeah. on television by telling them that if they send in money they'll pray for yeah. them and be oh, healed. She was it's this crazy that is the epitome of evil to me and she really encompasses that yeah. kind of character she's just oh you guys are bad and we need to deal with this and it's just yeah. If you could only be reasonable, you stupid woman, then you you could work together and survive. Yeah, and it's I'm, so frustrating. I'm not me. a religious person, and I'm watching it going, she's giving Christians a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> but, See, you, you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, You're not oh, even a Christian. Like, yeah, I yeah. just want to like, yeah. choke her. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. I, I want to kill her. And that's a very strong feeling. Yeah. You know, so I yeah. love to hate her. And I very much hate her. Yeah. So that's why she kind of ended up taking um, that one for me. Well, for TV, for my TV selections, um, really there was one clear, clear choice. And that's the smoking man from X-Files. Oh, nice. As the villain you love to hate. Nice. Yes. He is just oh. so perfect and all-knowing and behind everything. And you're just like... Damn it! Like someone get to this guy. One of the great things about hating him is he is so good yeah. and like good at what he does. He is talented and he's strong and powerful, and that like adds to the hate because yeah. he's on the wrong side of it. But he's so you can't get to him. You yeah. can't get to him. And that's one thing I did really like about the new season of X Files was when they showed him. I was like, oh, I'm so glad you're back, so I can start hating exactly. you again. I was really glad like. that he was in it too, and he was. He was totally in it. I love that yeah. they gave him a tracheotomy. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, like that creepy. needed to happen. Yeah, and his face um, was all messed up. Uh, Even though the same actor, which I didn't yeah. know how old he was. He's he looks really old in the original series yeah. so seeing the same actor again I was like he hasn't oh, aged but yeah. not in a good way yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just he looked old before and still looks right old. Um, one of the things that also adds to how much you hate him is the compelling uh, plight of uh, Mulder and, yeah. and Scully and your heroes are so likable that your villain is doubly hateable uh, I'm so glad you went um X-Files with that. That's great. Yeah, I had to. And, um, oh, I have another um, honorable mention. This is really close to making my list, and that's uh, Lundberg from Office Space. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to need you to write yeah. those TPS reports. You really hate yeah. him, especially when uh, the main character is having, like, the the flashbacks of him sleeping with his current girlfriend, yeah. you know, and just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for the show and just how we like to end every show now. Uh, we're going to do Lifelines. Wonderful lines from us to live by to help better your life. Uh, my lifeline for you today is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And what that means, if you research it, it means that if you are capable of catching a bird in your bare hands, you could take it to any garden center or a Lowe's or a Home Depot and trade it in for two bushes. They'll just give you... <laughs> a couple of hedges that you can put in your yard and spice it up a little bit for the neighbors to all enjoy. Wow, what a deal. Yeah, it's quite a deal. Uh, the I've, trick is catching that bird. Yes, very difficult. Uh, this is something that I've said many times, and I will say it again. 
all the most smartest people in the history of the universe wrote books so that future people would not be stupid. Oh. So read books. Nice. I like it. Um, I think that just about does it for the show. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can go to our site, listen there. But uh, if you go on iTunes, leave us a review. Leave us some comments on our site. Uh, wherever you want to talk to us. You guys can tweet us some ideas for topics. You yeah. Know? Uh, we're open to new segments all the time. Yep. And we'll, www. Dot... And we'll give you props. www.filmnark.com Yep. Or you can follow our Twitter. Instagram, anything like that. Instagram, we got some really good stuff. Every Sunday, we do posters from around the world that are really interesting and pretty funny, so be sure to check that out. I've been enjoying just checking up on Instagram and seeing new likes and followers. It's really fun, man. Yeah. I don't really do the social media game that much, and I'm really getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> I see why people get so into it. All right, we'll catch you next time. Milk was a bad choice.